Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Socks and Jocks. I am Thomas Vickers. I'm here with my co-host, Josh Glazeman. Josh, say hi. Hey, hey. And uh, our third guest is none other than our, well, a friend of yours, really. He's not a friend of mine yet. Uh, Vinny Servino. Vinny Servino works for Perfect Game. He is a journalism intern. Uh, Vinny, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on. I prefer myself to be thought of as a friend of the show. Are you a listener? Are you are you a listener of our first two episodes? Avid listener, actually. You're what? Oh, I'm sorry, an avid listener. Ah, uh-huh, an avid listener. Um, so uh, as you know, we're we get into some crazy shit. We'll ask you some interview questions. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Me and Josh have been talking about it all day. So we got uh, we got a good thing. But you are a a friend of his. Hopefully, by the end of this, you'll be a friend of ours. Uh, I do have a, a huge fuck up to our last guest, Buck. I did. I didn't even tell him that he was a friend of mine. He's definitely a friend of all of ours now. Those rants were un, unreal. So uh, you know, I don't even know Buck, and I feel like I'm a friend of his. Yeah, I mean, Buck's a Buck's a friend to everyone. So you know, I messed up, but uh, you know, we. I'll admit my mistakes. You know, that, hey, hey, that's on me. That's on me. Uh, Josh, we're gonna start it off with our dead seal of celebrities, like we will. This is yours. Uh, you beat me to the jump, so I'll let you have it. Yeah, I mean, everybody just needs to pour one out for Miss Cleo. The the pride of daytime television infomercials, Miss Cleo. Yeah. Your home is sick. You're watching The Price is Right. That's what people, kids do when they're homesick from school. And just nonstop commercials for Miss Cleo telling the shoot. You know, she wanted to tell our future. She wanted to help us. And that's all she ever wanted. And sadly, she passed away this week. How how many TV shows after that came out with, like, psychic episodes? I mean, like, everyone did. Like, everyone just came out with, like, psychic episodes, like, right when she got big. And I, everyone used to call. I never called in because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I used to remember seeing her all the time on TV. So, And you know what? She's a C-list celebrity. You want to talk about C-list celebrities? She is a perfect C-list celebrity. Vinny, Vinny you, ever, you ever call in any psychics? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're scared, you're scared, scared of what they're going to tell you. I, I understand. Uh, I don't fuck with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I understand. I'm the same way. I don't need to, I don't need to know. I don't even know when I'm going to die. They're probably going to say like 32 and I'm going to just scare the hell out of me. Oh, there's no chance Vinny makes it that long. <laughs> uh, alrighty, well, let's get into the first one. We, we've done it all uh, for the first two episodes. So we're going to go, we're getting into MJ versus LeBron. It's a hot topic. Remember, Vinny, this is not anything about the basketball. This is strictly just MJ and LeBron as people. Who do you want in there? And uh, our first one, uh, better looking in a backwards hat. Shout out to Ken Griffey Jr. Better looking in a backwards hat. Who you got? I'm going to say LeBron just because I've seen LeBron wear a hat before. And I don't know if I've ever seen Jordan wear a hat. Well, see, I, I looked this up and he does go the backwards white one when he plays golf. He's got like the white, the white collared shirt on with the white pants, and he's got the white backwards hat, and he always has a cigar in his mouth, so like it looks real, real classy. Uh, okay. LeBron, uh, LeBron can rock the backwards hat because of the baldness. Like you forget that he's bald. Fair, fair. Yeah, Vinny, uh, Vinny, who do you got? I'm gonna go MJ because I think I think uh, when MJ played, the backwards cap was starting to take style. And with regards to Ken Griffey Jr., I think Jordan just killed the backwards hat look. Did he? Did he rock a backwards hat? I, 
I remember him rocking it back with Pat at least once. So I gotta, I gotta look it up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go LeBron because I've seen him in a backwards hat and it covers up the bald spot. So, or like the baldness, he doesn't have the receding hairline anymore. So, you you look. He looks like vintage, like 23 year old LeBron, and you're like, oh shit! Like here he goes. But you kind of forget the the uh, the white Michael Jordan backwards hat though. Sleeper. Be prepared to look that up after this. That that's the biggest difference between LeBron and Michael Jordan is Jordan just embraced that he was bald. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. But I don't. But see, he always liked to show it off. So I don't know if he ever wore a backwards hat. Vinny, I mean, I know our listeners can't see Vinny's rocking a stylish backwards hat right now. Backwards hat's what I like to do. <laughs> the uh, the second and final one we got is the uh, Tour de France. Who you got on the bike? Who you got uphill, downhill on that speed bike? Who you going, LeBron or MJ? I feel like kind of as a cop out answer, I'm gonna go LeBron just because. Athletes today are way more physically trained and developed for that kind of stuff. But also, I've seen LeBron on a bike in a commercial before, so LeBron. Josh, what you got? Shockingly, I'm going MJ. I feel like MJ, when he goes to the gym in the morning, the old man thing to do is ride the bike. And yep. that's what he knows. That's, that's all he knows. And he's just going to take it to LeBron. Yeah, And let me tell you, here's a, here's a deciding factor. Shorter legs. You, long legs don't work on a bike, man. You gotta have the shorter legs, LeBron. LeBron's legs way too tall. Have you ever seen yo? You ever see like Rob Deerdeck when like they get the big man on a bike? It doesn't work. Like Deerdeck is just pedals the shit out of that thing, and the big man has no chance. Like you gotta have short legs to be on a bike. You can't be that tall. It doesn't work. It, it literally doesn't work. The only concern I have with MJ winning the Tour de France is that he'll want to win every single race, and that's just kind of impossible. Ooh, very true, very true. He won't be able to lay back. MJ's going. Yeah. MJ's going to be tired by the last leg. There's no chance. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still going. To, I'm going to go James. Or no, I'm going uh, MJ because short legs. That's that's just that's a true answer. We're gonna let's get off that topic though. We're gonna go to our next one that we start off everything with. But actually, I'm switching it up. So Josh, be ready, be on your game. I'm switching it up. We used to do who should get played more, college athletes or uh, the hardworking staff of professional sports like all of us. But I'm going to switch it up now because I like where we were going with Buck. I want to know who you think should get paid more, college football players or minor league baseball players. Ooh. Oh, that, that, is, that is certainly a tough one. It's a thinker. Um, if we're going on Buck's philosophy based on who brings in the most money, then the answer is college football athletes easily. But the... The discrepancy comes in when you figure that minor league baseball players, that's all, they, well, not all they're doing, but that's like their livelihood. Yeah. So they need more money to definitely, you know, not have to work three jobs in the offseason. Josh, what you, uh, what you got? I'm going to go minor league baseball players, but just because they don't have a say in where they play. Ooh. Like college athletes can pick where they go. Like, I'm just going to, so I'm working in the New York Penn League right now. I'm just going to read out the cities in the New York Penn League, and tell me if any of these like appeal to you. I have Aberdeen, Maryland, Brooklyn, Hudson Valley, which is upstate New York, Staten Island, and then it starts to get ugly. Auburn, New York, Batavia, New York, Niles, Ohio, State College, Pennsylvania, Morgantown, West Virginia, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Lowell, Massachusetts, Norwich, Connecticut. I don't know where Tri-City is. It's somewhere in New York. And then Burlington, Vermont. 
Norwich, Norwich is actually not bad. Everything else is shitty. <laughs> Lowell, Massachusetts is like one of the sketchiest places I've ever been. I did a I did a showcase there, not bragging, and it is like it's sketchy. The stadium's very nice, but the actual town itself, you'll get shot if you step outside of it. Yeah, and like you said, Josh, if somebody wants to live in that area, especially New York, like some of the places are mad expensive up there. Yeah. Yeah. And like so I went to Brooklyn. And that sounds appealing. Like never been to Brooklyn. Oh, that's nice, you know, it's one of the boroughs in New York. There's more trash on the streets of Brooklyn. Than I could, I ever thought was possible. The whole city just smells like trash because there's just so much on the road, especially when you're driving through. I don't know what you'd call it, little Chinatown, I guess. We don't say we don't say the c word. Uh, Oriental town, excuse me. <laughs> My apologies, but uh, there's just so much trash. Like I don't get it. They just they there's literally... no trash cans. They just have nowhere to put it. it. Just that's how New York rolls. It's just trash in the streets. New York is is trash. Flat Yeah, it's but specifically uh, New York City trash. It's uh, it's an awful place. But we uh, we'll get into the actual interview. Uh, if you want to just explain a little bit what you do for Perfect Game, uh, that way everyone can understand our questions when we start asking them to you. Sure. Uh, basically, what I do is. I write about players and teams that participate in perfect game tournaments and showcases. And in addition to that, I do some like general uh, operations stuff, computer work, uh, that sort of stuff, inputting crap, basically. But uh, for the most part, writing, interviewing, taking pictures of players, that sort of stuff. And then also, when I'm not technically on the clock, I'm working with uh, the scouts and stuff, scouting players, taking notes, that sort of stuff. And uh, basically just working on my player evaluation. You're the you're the socks and jocks in the media world. I'm not the media. I refuse <laughs> to be the media. <laughs> Got him. Oh man, Josh, why don't you start him off with a question? All right. Well, uh, what's the hardest part about being part of the liberal media? <laughs> <laughs> can I go with the fact that Harembe does not get respected enough? Very true. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can you can definitely go there. That's I mean, R.I.P. Harambe. I'm still torn up about it. But on the on the real though, uh, especially perfect game like amateur baseball tournaments, a lot of a lot of people pay a lot of money for their kids to be in this event, and so if you don't get like every detail, like their name, stats like that, exactly right, parents can be uh, they can be vicious. Yeah, that's uh, that's a perfect transition into my next question, which is what is the craziest player parent scout coach interaction that you've seen because again i've been to a couple of these and like there are some dads that if their kid is not playing every single inning or pitching on the mound every single inning or hitting every single at bat that they are freaking out and like i've seen players too mom like crazy moms that are just going like running onto the field like it's nuts what what's the craziest one you've actually seen in terms of craziest i'm not sure we get a lot of crazy just like you get parents arguing about like point three miles an hour on a kid's fastball. <laughs> when it really wasn't even like that. Like, for example, they'll be like, "My kid threw seventy five point three, and that's seventy five point oh. It's like, okay, whatever. But um, I, I know I've seen some. I've seen some coaches lose their absolute shit in like meaningless playoff games. Like playoffs are like, well, not meaningless, but like playoffs are far lesser tournaments than, like, the really big ones, and they'll just go absolutely shit and, like, blame us for everything, and it's kind of funny once you get used to it. 
I, I just don't understand parents like that, man. Like, I feel like I could be one of those someday. Like, when my kid, like, I have a kid and he's, like, doing one of these things. And I'm just like, no, like, fuck you guys. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, my kid's going to be a star. And my kid, my kid is just going to be the next fucking clubhouse guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if I have kids and I have a son, he's playing baseball, that's fine. I don't know. He can do his thing. And especially for me, like, I would never coach my son. Like, I just couldn't do that. There's no way. That's a little rough. I'd be starting them all the time. I'd have fights with parents and shit, and it, would, it wouldn't work out well. My son would have no friends because of me. Yeah. Also the fact that other parents might hate me, so that might affect my kids' playing time. Uh, tell me about the most overrated player you've seen this summer. Ooh, this is, this is a fun, fun little question here. Most overrated. Well, um, you hear a lot about players coming in, for, especially with like the 17U, because the 17U is the class is going to be drafted next year, in next year's draft, and so you'll hear a lot about, like, oh, Scott said they saw this kid up to, like, 95, and he's out there shocking 45 consistently, and you hear a lot of hype around a lot of kids, and then when they actually show up with legit radar guns and stuff like that, it's really underwhelming. Like, a lot of them are still, like, good, but not, like, like, you'll hear a lot of players talk about it, like, first-round drafting, and a lot of them probably are. What, what about, like, the most underrated? Because, like, they told me I could play D3, and I was such a D2 guy, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, um, a, a lot of players get underrated just because of, like, their size, which is obviously a, a parent descriptor at this age for most kids. But, like, there's a kid who, uh, there's a kid who plays for a California team, and he's, like, five feet, and he's, like, regarded as one of, like, the top prospect and all that, but nowhere near, like, the absolute top, and he, the kid just plays, like, the most phenomenal defense short stuff I've ever seen in my life, and, like, he's 5'8", but I don't even care, because I'm in love with him, he's a baseball player, so. He should try point guard in the NBA, I mean, baseball's not going to work out for him. Yeah, the old scrappy undersized white point guard. Yeah, you got, that's a deli right there, that's oh, a yeah. next deli. Uh, I can't wait till draft evaluated to start pointing kids at the next Matthew Bell with Nova, oh, for the time. It's going to be amazing. Um, by your scouting expertise and working in baseball, like, this is a pretty serious question. Will baseball just be all Latin guys by 2030? <laughs> um, I mean, probably not, but it'll be probably a lot more than right now because uh, MLB front offices and stuff, like, they focus a lot more on Latin American scouting. And especially because just in Major League Baseball, the amateur scouting, or the international free agency is so broken. Like, there's no draft or anything. It's basically who spends the most money on 60, 70, 80 year old kids in Latin America. Yeah. And they can spend basically as much money as they want in a year and just get all the talent from Latin America. I think I saw this year that the Padres spent, like, more than the Rays payrolls worth of players just, just for an international free agent. Yeah. So, well, there's, well, there's going to be a lot of Latin American players by 2030. Well, especially since you just told me that, like the best white, you know, draft pick available was a five eight white guy. Yeah, yeah, we did. There's a, there's definitely a lot of there's been a lot of influx of Latin American baseball players, and a lot of them are really freaking good too. Yep. Uh, is it hard to ascertain someone's talent level based on the competition? I know there are some good teams, but there are some uh, absolute dog shit teams also. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's a, the biggest tournaments we do are the, the 
WWDA, which is a world of one of that, or something like that, tournament. And there's like over 300 teams for each division. And I was watching the game a couple weeks ago, and this is one of the better teams in the tournament. They're playing one of the worst teams I've seen in the tournament, and they were up like 13 to nothing in the first inning. And it's really hard to evaluate a player when every 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 guy one for ten hit a 95 mile an hour double down the left field line. It's like they all did the same thing. They all look really impressive when they're throwing 70 when they're getting 72 mile an hour straight fastball down the deck. So if they're playing the lead competition, it helps more. But if they're playing a dog shit team, then it's like it's really tough to evaluate. I mean, I wouldn't hate on any like 72 mile an hour fastballs. Those things are humming. Oh, those things. Are yeah, they're on a <laughs> um, I uh, I was just wondering, like, if you had any access to any of the archives uh, of old videos and stuff. Mostly because, like, I'm sure I think I still have one out there, so I didn't know if you could bring it up and maybe show us a couple people. I still got some pop. Oh, you say you want me to look you up in the system? Yeah, just look. I mean, I'm kind of a household name in New Hampshire, so I mean. Just search the archives for New Hampshire, and uh, you know I'm sure you'll you'll find something. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'll find you in a couple top prospect lists. That sort of stuff. I think I still have like. My hey, it's fun looking at some of the sort of, some of the old players looking at uh some of like the notes on some like people that I know and stuff. It's kind of fun. Yeah. If I if I can't find them, can uh, I just like take a video of myself taking BP and send it to you? Yeah. What I'll do is I'll pass that on to like a bunch of college coaches. Uh, Josh, are we in on that? Can we just send him BP videos? Oh, absolutely. We put on a laser show in the cage. <laughs> I won't accept the videos unless there's a couple bat flips on there. Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm old. I'm old school. I don't I don't bat flip. What about if before every uh, every time I swing, I bounce the bat behind my back and catch it, and then swing hit the ball? Would that guarantee a contract? Oh, absolutely. That that shows a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of character. A lot of knows how to play the game. That's how you turn a three-star athlete into a four-star athlete. If you like stuff like that. I'll tell you what, though. It's kind of it's interesting just looking at some of the players out there. And a lot of the top players, they're all they all have so much swag on a baseball field. It's not even funny. Just the the times we live in now. That's but, there's no more there's no more old school you, baseball you players. You walk up to a you, you walk up to a field and a kid's got like. Shades on his hat. He's got a couple of emo shields on, and he's got like neon colored cleats. That is immediately a kid I'm gonna watch. Just out of bias alone. Yeah, I mean, look good, look good, play good. hundred yeah. uh, percent. What's your favorite beer? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. You guys are disgusting. <laughs> My first legal alcohol purchase at the age of 21 was a dollar draft Natty Light at some back alley wing house. Yeah, my, my first illegal beer purchase was Natty Ice. <laughs> oh, man. And that's the fun part about coming to Georgia is that Florida has a larger restriction on uh, alcohol sales. So I come to Georgia and I can get six packets all boys and I can buy a 40 all of a sudden. The world opens up the possibility. Yeah, but you can't get good Wi-Fi. Well, listen, Georgia's 
think of Georgia is always going to have better alcohol variety than black wine. So, just little story time. You told them about your first uh, purchase as a twenty-one year old. What about your purchases when you weren't twenty-one? <laughs> Are you talking about uh, the artist? There's a bar formerly known as uh, AJ's. I was thinking of more when you gave me money to buy you something. Oh, that too. Is this like a wa- is this a, is this a stroll down memory lane right now? Yeah. Okay. So we're all. Uh, I, I should have some context here. We're in Tallahassee. We both went to Florida State. That's how we. Did, that's how Josh and I knew each other. And uh, there's one night we go out to the strip. If anybody here, if anybody listening is familiar with Tallahassee, it's a collection of a couple bars on uh, one of the big streets in Tallahassee. And it's four bars, and you can buy a wristband. I guess you're into all the bars or whatever. And so we're going out to see Josh and a couple other of our friends. And uh, I'm still under 21 at the time. And so I give Josh, when I give Josh like probably a 10 or 20, I tell him to go get me the, like a, a drink or whatever. And I come back and I'm just my drink. We're hanging out. I'm having a good time. And all of a sudden this guy comes by and smacks the drink out of my hand. And I am a very, very non-confrontational person. But I was very upset at that. So I, asked, like, I, I kind of walked up to the guy. I was like, what's your problem? And he turns around. And the man had the neon security shirt on, and he starts antagonizing me. He goes, he starts talking shit like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" And then, I mean, I'm not gonna do anything. He's a security guard. I'm not gonna get kicked out. Yeah, so I basically got cuckolded by a security man. You here's here's like a little help, like a helpful hint. Tom's helpful hint. You just say your ID is with your girlfriend. Like your girl, your your wallet and your ID is in your girlfriend's purse. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, because he's not gonna hit a girl. He can't hit a girl. Did you have like black X's? Yeah, did you have like black X's on your hand to like mark that you were underage? Yeah, it was either that or uh, I think no, Wolverine had, had a had a band. You were over twenty one. You had a different band. Ah, uh, I got that. I gotcha. Well, yeah, you were kind of fucked. Never mind. You were you were fucked either way. Uh, let's see what I got next. Oh, so uh, so you might like like I said, you guys got reports for for a living. You do that type of stuff. Josh and I have uh, some scouting reports that we wrote on players, former players, and uh, we want to know if you can guess who these players are by our scouting reports. Okay. Are they, uh, you're talking like major league guys here? They are major league guys. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to start it off, and uh, well, me and Josh are going to go back and forth. Here is the first one. He's got a sweet swing, a great glove, but not a hat on forwards kind of guy. Okay, so we're talking King Griffith Jr. Oh, very good. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to add a ding, ding, ding sound effect in there. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> uh, he has a really dumb batting stand and clearly grew a beard to cover up his squared off chin that he developed using steroids. Ooh. I'm probably going to be wrong on this, but I want to throw shade and say Kevin you. <laughs> it isn't that, Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hit. Yeah, that's a messed okay, up yeah. one, man. I love Kevin Euclid. Fuck Kevin Euclid. He's got a great chin. Shut Kevin up. Kevin Euclid left the Yankees on a one-year deal and just completely shit the bed. I'm not convinced that he wasn't just some kind of undercover Red Sox agent. Yeah, that's all. That's all it was. We the Sox traded him over there to just suck. Here's uh, another hint. This guy also did that. Uh, looks like Jesus. Throws like Mary. <laughs> Like, that might even be giving him too much love of the arm, but Johnny Davis. Oh, yeah. See, you, uh, I tell you what, Perfect Game doesn't know what they got right now. Because you, you are nailing all these. Uh, 
Johnny Damon is the worst arm I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Mary definitely had a better arm than him. All right, I got one for you. So this guy is, uh, I'd say in 2016, is less famous than his brother. But uh, he had his MVP stolen away by a glorified Paul Paul Platter. Oh, so are you, are you talking about the greatest Seattle Mariner of all time, Brock Boone? That's exactly what I am so impressed that he's nailing all these right now. This is a guy that knows... Brett I had his MVP robbed from Ichiro, or by Ichiro. Yeah, I actually, I actually didn't know that one, so you're, you, you are 4 for 4 right now, and, and I'm, I'm a little impressed. There's, uh, this is a little tough one, though. The one I got right here, this is, this is going to be a tough one for you. You're really going to have to have some in-depth knowledge of baseball. Uh, very powerful swing. He's got a strong arm. And uh, his speed is like he's got a lead foot on a Mercedes going 40 miles an hour over the speed limit. He said, what was that last part? His speed is like a lead foot on a Mercedes going 40 miles an hour over the speed, speed limit. Huh. Yeah. Oh, this is, is going to stump me. I'm not really too sure about that. Josh, you know him? Uh, I, I have a guess. What's your guess? Any last player? No, no. Uh, that's a good it is. It's. I mean, it's close. So this is actually Yasiel Puig. Uh, for those for those of you that don't know, Yasiel Puig was caught going forty miles an hour. He's actually going one hundred and ten in a seventy uh, in his Mercedes, and that's the reason why they brought him up to the big leagues because that was in minors. And they didn't want him getting in tr- any more trouble, so they brought him up to the big leagues. That's an insider scoop that, like, not too many people know. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the media will tell you that he was ready to go to the major leagues. Like, the insider socks and jock scoop, he was. He got a speeding ticket, and they thought he might, like, fuck his life up, so they brought him right up to the majors. Oh, uh, all the time. Josh, what you got? He's drafted out of high school, number one overall, but he's most known for killing a guy. Oh, uh, did, uh, did Dave Bush kill a guy? Socks and jocks, breaking news, Dave Bush killed a guy. That, that's not the right answer, though. Oh. Uh, hmm. Killed a guy. I should know this one. I'm very familiar with MLB player killing. <laughs> Is that part of your job description? <laughs> yeah, it should be. Well, I know A-Rod pissed on his cousin's frog. Does that count? Uh, the answer I was looking for was Josh Hamilton. Oh, of course. A cold-blooded murderer. Yeah, but he's kind of a bitch he doesn't drink anymore. I mean, that's not really true either. Doesn't he relapse all the time? Uh, I don't know. Is he, is he on I the... I re- he relapsed, I think, last year. I'm just saying you can't trust people who don't drink at all. Like, people who don't drink often or don't drink much is fine. But people who don't drink at all, they, uh... I kind of look at them funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're, you're not a human. That means they do shit. Yeah, you're not, you're not truly human. Um, Josh, do you, uh, do you have any others? You want to move on to another one? Uh, I'm, all, I'm all out. Okay, because uh, I have some new segments for the show. Uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep on, you know, evolving as we go on. It gets more viewers. So uh, the first one, new segment, is called Sean Payton Bounties. Uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with this, uh, the Saints and Sean Payton were basically putting bounties on players that they didn't like to get them out. 
And uh, I want to start doing that. I want to start putting bounties on people. You know, as we grow, maybe some of them, you know, take on. I don't think we're legally, I don't think we're liable for anything by doing this. But, it's, you know, we're just putting bounties on people. Uh, the first one, it's pretty obvious. Chris Sale. Got to put a bounty on Chris Sale. You can't be tearing up jerseys in the locker room. You know, we, we're working hard on these things. I don't care what you're doing. You can't, you can't fuck with this. Josh, what do you got? Clubhouse nightmare, absolute clubhouse nightmare. Yeah. I mean, as a head clubhouse guy, you see Sale going for the box of jerseys. What, like, what's your first instinct? Murder. <laughs> <laughs> and cold blood right in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, he is a star player, so like, you know, I don't think you know it's like they must. He must have said, "I don't want to wear these," and then you put them out. So you're kind of the asshole here. In fairness. The starting pitcher usually fixed the jersey, so that—that's where I was confused from the start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone who, in the someone the one making the call. Someone in the White House White Sox organization does not like Chris Sale. <laughs> yeah, well, um, doesn't like the head marketing guy or like a promotion guy or a marketing guy normally choose throwback jerseys? Or am I just completely wrong? Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like, I, I'm pretty, like, it was the collars, right? Like, that, their throwback jerseys had collars on them, and he, like, didn't want to wear those because he, like, he thought he was going to pitch bad. Like, all right, well, like, do a different one. Just do, like, a T-shirt or something so he can fucking throw in his T-shirt. Like, don't put fucking collars on a jersey. This isn't 1918 anymore. So the second one, I have two. That was, uh, that was the first one, Chris Sale. My second bounty is Mother Nature because what they did to the what Mother Nature did to the Washington Redskins field and goalposts by bending it in half. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but check out the Redskins goalposts. Bent it right in half. And I mean, things are things are bad enough for the Redskins. Like Mother Nature, just give them a break. Give them a fucking break. Yeah, that's just pouring salt on the wound. Yeah, I mean, there there's no need for that. I mean, their their fields are have been getting crap for years. You know, it's it's a dickhead. You're an asshole, Mother Nature. You're a fucking asshole. And I'm calling you out. There's bounty on Mother Nature and Chris Sale. We'll check in next week to see if any of these, you know, have been eradicated. But, you know, right now they're out there. They are live bounties on your head, Mother Nature. The uh, the last one I got, and Vinny, you're uh, this one. This one is for you. The la- uh, actually no. Do you guys have do you guys have any bounties? Anyone pissing you off in the world? Can I go with uh, Al Steinbrenner? Are you going Steinbrenner? Yeah, for some reason he thinks the Yankees are a good team, but it's infuriating. Well, the Yankees, as, they're as, building. As a Yankees fan. They're building. As a Yankees fan, I want to see them sell their, sell their assets, get some players, you know. You don't need to go into a full rebuild. You just need to trade people who aren't going to help in the next three years, like Chapman and Beltran and Miller. How old is Stein, how old is Steinbrenner? Uh, he's like probably mid forties, early fifties. Uh, so it'd be pretty easy to get a hit on him. There's probably a lot. There's probably a lot on his head already. Your your bounty might be like third in line. Yeah. Also, I would assume that a lot of owners really just you know are probably easy targets at this point. <laughs> um, Josh, Josh, you got anyone? Uh, you no, know, I'm trying to. Uh trying to stay low-key right now. I might have put bounties out in the past, and I don't need people looking into that. All right. Well, I mean, it's going to be looked into now. Yeah, they got 
tap on his phone and stuff. Like he doesn't need that right now. Uh, well, next week, next week, you'll definitely have one. I know you will. The uh, the last segment that I got, it's a brand new one. Uh, whoever our guest is, is uh, you know they're getting rated. And Vinny, our next segment is check the tweets. And I went through some of your tweets in the past, and we're gonna we're gonna bring it up and talk about it. And I found one. Oh, do we have to? Yep. And I found one that that needs to be discussed. Here it is. Go ahead. This was uh, this was July 9th of this year at 8:44 in the morning. Okay, 8:44 in the morning. It was this tweet. I feel like there's been a lot of bad slander on this topic, so I'll speak. Period. Dude Ranch is not only a great Blink 182 album, but a great punk rock album. Now, I I'm the first my first question is who is slandering Blink-182's album at 8.44 in the morning? It wasn't in that morning, but it's over because the, they just came out with their new album or whatever, and a lot of people have been talking, talking shit on Twitter. They're like, oh, you know, do ranch crap, do ranch crap. I felt responsible. Uh, I don't know. I felt like I had to set the record straight and say that Dude ranch isn't crap. In fact, it's great. You're, you're a mercenary for Blink-182? I wouldn't call myself that, but... I'm, I was, I'm, that's a I'm a mercenary. I'm a mercenary for the underdog. Yeah. Well, see, and I was gonna hate on it, but then I, I was like, I was like, nah. I was like, I was like, I don't know what the hell this dude's talking about. And then I went and looked at the actual songs on that, and I mean, there's bangers. There's a, there's a couple bangers on there. And I, now I'm I'm on your side. Like whoever wants to complain about that can come and tweet at socks and jocks, and and try to defend that it's it's a sucky album. But I'm 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 firmly on the stance that I, I it's good it's a good album. Josh, what do you got? It's not my favorite Blink album. It's a pretty good album. You that means you hate it. You don't like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no Enema of the State. I'll put it that way. Enema of the State was my no, favorite. I think we can all, all agree on that. Enema of the State is is a is a top ten album of all music ever. Mostly mostly because it's got the hottest cover. Uh, you uh, Josh, you're all out. No, I'm bringing that from our first uh, episode when we challenged Kevin to name five Sunbelt beats. Oh, that's, that's right. That's that's right. I, I Go ahead. All right, then. My challenge for you this week, name five Phoenix Sun. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, here's a Tolanovich. No, he signed elsewhere. Oh, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> that was my ace in the hall. Um, is, uh... Jared Dudley? Jared Dudley did go back. Oh, thank God. They got one. Ooh. Uh, did yeah. Leandro Barbosa go back? You can't trip Barbosa went home. Right. Uh, you, you've, you've stumped me once again on these questions, Josh. I didn't get any of the Sunbelt teams, and I, I've, I couldn't name you one person on the Suns. I don't even, I don't, like, I'm pretty sure the Suns aren't even a team anymore. They're like the Expos. There's no chance they're a team anymore. Who's Josh? Who's um, Josh? Who's the starting five? Yeah. Starting five, uh, according to ESPN.com. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but we're going from one through five. We're going Brandon Knight, Eric Eric Bledsoe. Holy shit! PJ Tucker, Marquise Chris. Not sure he's real. That's not a real person. That's a that's a that's a created player name. 
And that's Chris with two S's, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a NBA Live create your own player like simulate it like you just simulated that guy. That's one of those two where you make a you mess up when you're spelling it and you accidentally you know put the error in put the extra ass in. Yeah, and, and it's he, too late to go back and change it. Yeah, and you're not gonna remake the guy that looked like you again. Oh, uh, you you're not six yeah. four like one eighty five. Yeah, or you t- like you don't you don't want to have to go like all the way back on the arrow keys to go and hit the backspace button, and you uh, you're like yeah fuck it like it makes him kind of ghetto. And rounding out the starting five is Tyson Chandler. Ty Crane. Oh, the only Ty Crane. What? Do, do you guys not get that reference? <laughs> I mean, I know. I guess not. Dude, what? It's from uh, what the hell's a basketball movie with Samuel L. Jackson? The fucking where he's the head coach, Coach Carter, and they play that that big dude that they play against from that from like that St. Thomas school. That's based on Tyson Chandler. I'll plead ignorance on that one. I, I was unaware. Oh my god, dude! Like the very first the opening scene, they're interviewing him, and they're like, "What do you think about being the next LeBron James?" And he's like, "LeBron James, I'm the only top crane." <laughs> I can't believe you guys. Oh I can't believe you guys haven't seen it. Like, dude, go back and watch that movie. And that, that that's, like, based on Tyson Chandler. I'm, like, 98.6% sure. All right, you guys ready to hear some of these, uh, these, these backups on the Phoenix Sun? Yeah, I, roll through them. Oh, boy. Roll through these backups right now. All right, backup guards are Barbosa, Tyler Hewlett, Devin Booker, Archie Goodwin, and John Schengen. The backup forwards are Jared Dudley, T.J. Warren, Alan Williams, and Dragon Bender, and then the backup center is Alex Lynn out of Maryland. Dude, Alan Williams is the name of like the player that like their parents put them on the team, and like he doesn't want to play, and it's like Alan, like you're in, and like their parents are real excited, and he's like, "Fuck me, like I don't want to go back in right now." He wants to be on the swim and dive team, and his dad's making him play basketball. Yeah, no, he doesn't even want to do sports. <laughs> <laughs> Alan doesn't want to play sports at all. He just like he just wants to literally just go in his room do his science experiments, and just live life, like, on his own. He does not care about sports. But, you know, the problem is, I, he's, he's probably, like, he's, he's the tallest kid in middle school. So, you're like, you're, you have, Alan, Alan, you have to play sports. Like, there's nothing, there's no going around oh, so he's, he, he's the athletic freak who just has no interest in sports. Yeah, yeah, he's, but he's not, like, built. He's just, like, skin and bones, but he's, like, 6'2 in eighth grade. And you're like, well, you're out there, kid. Like, you have to. He has, hand, he has hands of stone, but you got to throw him out there. Also, I, I don't mean to correct you, Josh, but the only reason I do is because Bender's first name is pronounced Dragon. Like Dragon Bender, which sounds like some futuristic Avatar villain shit right there. It sounds more like a sex position to me. Like, I gave it a Dragon <laughs> Bender. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What would that one entail? Uh, I don't have enough experience. We're not gonna have to put a on that one with the dragon bender. Oh, we're we're gonna have to probably check Urban Dictionary for that. Ah, uh, no chance, no chance to have a dragon bender. I say we make it up. I say we make it up right now on the spot, and we put it on Urban Dictionary. So the dragon, the dragon bender. Uh, there's got to be a crazy ass bend in it. I'm trying to think of like other things. Just dragons. They got a long tongue. I think you got to be you got to be licking something. Uh, dragon spit fire. So maybe some sort of like. Something spicy, like you know, in cartoons they have a hot pepper and they start breathing fire. I uh, got hot sauce is involved. I got it. I got it. Well, maybe fire is a metaphor for like Bradford. 
No, I, I, I think I'm on to something here. You bend the girl over like you're going to give her, like, the jackhammer. But instead, you just eat her out until she... But, like, you eat her out after you ate, like, a hot pepper. And then she has to squirt. <laughs> so, I mean, we're on we're on to something. Don't worry. We'll, uh... We'll, 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 we'll cut... We'll cut this part out. We'll cut this part out. I don't. I'm gonna throw it out there to our listeners. Uh, just tweet at socks and jocks. I don't even know what our Twitter handle is. What's our Twitter handle? Socks underscore and underscore jocks underscore. Uh, and ask. T- you tell us what you think the dragon bender should be. What position it should be. And we'll write in the Kama Sutra. Uh, Josh, you got anything else? Yeah, I wanted to talk. Uh, now, 90s sports movies actually for a minute here. All baseball movies. You know, we all work in baseball. But I want to kick it off with, have you guys seen the For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner? I have. I have as well. That movie is trash. I said it. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to your defense. I, I'm not particularly in love with the film, but I'll listen to your defense of it. Yeah, it's not... You're trashing of it. If it's on TV, I'm probably not going to stay on it. But if someone's like, hey... If like a girl told me that she wanted to watch it, I'd watch it. I watched, I don't know, maybe I was in a bad mood when I tried to watch, but I watched it maybe six, seven months ago, and it ruined my day. So that's how bad it was. Wow. For starters, for starters he's wearing a softball club on the mound <laughs> in New York. Like, why do you, you're a professional ball player, why are you wearing a softball club? Times are tough, man. Also, does Kevin Costner have some sort of standing contract that if there's any old man baseball movie, he has to star in it? Like, I'm a little bit shocked that he didn't start in Rookie of the Year, to be honest with Yo, you. Yo, time, time out. Time out. Let's go back to Rookie of the Year, because that kid was wearing a softball glove. Yeah, was, that, that it, kid wasn't getting paid millions of dollars. Like, it was depicted in the film, The Love of the Game. I bet. He was getting some good dough. He, he was getting some he was good dough, and he was, wearing the, he was wearing his mom's He was wearing his mom's glove. All right. Well, now that we're on Rookie of the Year, we're going to power rank the three, three kids' baseball movies of the 90s. Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year, rank them. I would just like to state to the record that Angels in the Outfield, vastly overrated. Oh, couldn't disagree more. I have Angels in the Outfield one, and then, and then, uh, what, well, hold on, what my options again? What was the third one? Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year second, and Little Big League third. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going little big league one, rookie of the year two, Angels in the outfield three. Oh, he's not he's not a fan. I mean, it has some great lines in there. I mean, Nacho Butt that's a that's a classic line. No, I'm, I'm, this is nothing against rookie of the year. Rookie of the year is a great film. Nacho Butt's Angels in the outfield. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Angels in the outfield oh, one. Sorry. I, th- I thought I was defending rookie of the year for some reason. The other one, but yeah, no, it, I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know right. five amazes the outfield. I you didn't know, watch it as a kid, and I watched it as, like, a teenager, and I was like, oh, it's okay. You know what the problem is? The problem is you're an atheist. <laughs> the problem is it's not realistic enough for me. Yeah, to an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Have some faith one time, man. I know in your scouting, obviously in your scouting reports, you can't write, you, you wouldn't be able to explain that. In your scouting report, you'd be like, yeah, the dude flew... 
25 feet and caught the ball and they'd be like oh no like that's probably not that's not accurate you can't put that in your report but did it happen yes i saw it on tv <laughs> i haven't seen the tv lottery once so josh what are you what's your ranking rookie of the year angels in the outfield little big league yeah little big league sucks i'm not a fan it's it's not i'm a big fan it's not it's not good I mean, I, I almost want to put Rookie of the Year one just, just for the the fucking pitching coach. Brickma. Brickma's a legend. Yeah, I mean, Hot hot Ice was, I mean, un, an unreal an unreal scene in any movie. The, My favorite uh, part is uh, when his mom throws in the Sunset lotion and Brickma starts freaking out. Your mom's got his motor. I haven't seen the floater pitch since Guffy McGee. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan when they're at the bar and he's like, "Excuse me, ladies," and then they move and he's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> Pinball. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a, that's a classic one. Those uh, those are all good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pretty upset that you got so much angels in the outfield heat. What uh, what else you got, Josh? I'm I'm all out. Uh, Getting back to our first episode again. It was a little animated movie. Bring it on. Underrated, I think, under, at least underappreciated. Wreck-It Ralph. I thought Wreck-It Ralph was great. I, uh, I have not seen it. I have not seen Wreck-It Ralph. You're the king of animated movies and you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it, it didn't do, it didn't do anything for me in the movie. Like, I think I saw the preview and it's like some big overweight but kind of strong dude and like some little girl and uh, they're like they're just palling around Did show me some action I didn't see any action in the preview so I didn't watch I mean maybe I what was it even about what did he do so essentially he's a bad guy in a video game but he's not a bad guy and just the pressure of having to be a bad guy every day just is too much for him so he tries to switch video games and become a superhero and he ends up getting lost in this fairy tale essentially a knockoff Mario Kart game and that's when he runs into the girl and she's uh, she's like the outcast and he teaches they learn how to race together and, and then she's about to win the big race and she gets kicked out and she, the guy who's in charge of the whole racing video game says that she's a glitch and then at the end you find out that that guy's the glitch spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> sorry Whoa. spoiler alert my bad <laughs> That's worse than finding out that Bruce Willis is dead at the end of the No, I mean, none of that. The only the only part that sounded good about that was you said that they are in, like, a Mario Kart game. And now, like, I I could watch. But other than that, that, that doesn't sound appetizing to me. I don't like the name Ralph either. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. You know what else is a quality, underrated animated movie? Go on. It's uh, Monsters for Daily. Haven't seen that either. I have not. See, you yeah, guys are... I I don't even know that one. It was like the DreamWorks attempt at like a an alien movie. Like it was, it was kind of prop. It was probably ripping off a Pixar, but like Seth Rogen was the voice of one of the aliens, and that movie was pretty fun. I'm a Seth Rogen fan, but I didn't see that. I mean, if you can't outdo like you, you can't outdo Monsters Inc. or Monsters like I, I was a huge fan of Monsters University. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Agreed. Yeah, just classic, classic movie. Anything else? No, no, the monster movies gonna compare with that. You can't, you can't do it. It's a losing battle. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Do you, uh, do you have anything else? Nah, that's all I got. 
Okay, uh, the only last thing that we have here, and then Vinny will let you go, um, is our, our educational portion of the show, which is our Spanish sports word of the day. Or, yeah, Spanish sports word of the day. And uh, if you have anything, we'd love to hear it. Oh, no, I got nothing. I, I wish I did. Jo- Josh, become our savior again. Alright, so I like to spend a lot of time watching the games in the bullpen because it's easy spot to sit, you can see everything. And one thing I learned from Spanish bullpen pitchers is they're always hungry. They're just always hungry. So every time I walk out to the bullpen, at least one Latin pitcher, tango hombre, tango hombre. <laughs> and that just means, it translates that I have hunger, but that's how they say they're hungry. It's just, every time, tango hombre, tango hombre. That is, that's a, I mean, you can use that word every day. So, I mean, next time you guys are out, um, you know, with a girl, and she's like, hey, what do you want to do? Just yeah, tango hombre. Impress her a little bit, throw a little accent on there, and uh, pretty soon you're, you're, doing the, you're doing the dragon bender. <laughs> I mean, it's also good, too. Like, if you're ever in a Latin country, chances are you're going to be hungry at some point. Yeah, very true. That's good. It's good to be able to express that. You know, maybe you're talking you to a you white. Cannot die, you cannot die of starvation in a foreign land if you know how to say I'm hungry in a decent language. So. Mm-hmm. Girls always ask you to talk about your feelings. Hunger is essentially a feeling, so maybe that would help you with a Latin girl as well. What's it? Uh, one more time, i got to remember this. Tango hombre. Tango hombre. All right. Uh, I like it, boys. That was a uh, that was a great episode, Vinny. Thank you for coming on. You, uh, I'm not gonna forget this. You are now a friend of ours. So uh, come on anytime. We'll I'll probably post this again, maybe Friday. Uh, it'll be it'll be up. So uh, tell all your friends. Tell Perfect Game. Uh, let the, I'm sure they would love to listen to this and see who they have for an intern. Uh, um, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll I appreciate it, fellas. We'll uh, we'll try to get you on, um, you know, before we'll get you on. We'll get you on before. We'll probably get you on like maybe like before the World Series. Talk a little. Talk a little. Who you got for the World Series type stuff? Oh, there we go. Yeah, probably have the wrong answer, but who knows? Yeah. Well, well, you can't do worse than Stephen A. Oh, that's that's for sure. All right, uh, all right, boys. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Vinny. Bye.